Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. I'm very excited today to have our guest, Savannah Mitchell, joining us. She has founded Sunday Morning Coffee Company in 2021. Uh, and when she started, she knew that gaining traction, obviously, in a male-dominated industry would be a little bit of a challenge, but she didn't realize how quickly her business would be growing. So welcome, Savannah. Thank you so much, Caroline. It is my honor and pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward for this great interview. Me too. So I thought maybe we could just start off with giving our listeners a little bit of your background on why you even wanted to get into the coffee business and what made you decide to be an entrepreneur. Well, it's interesting. Whenever I get this question, I have to smile because coffee actually found me. I remember as a child, I was seven years old playing on the floor with my dolls, and my parents would always gift me with these shiny new coffee and tea sets, and I was just fascinated with them. And so I always had brunches and lunches with my dolls in my Easy Baker oven and my new shiny coffee tea sets. With doing that, I was the youngest of seven, and I would invite my brothers and sisters and I would literally experiment with the, what I call liquids of coffee and tea. And when I became a teenager, I used my allowance to get my first coffee subscription. The first subscription came from Javelia and International Coffees. And so literally, I would take that and experiment with the different flavors. And I knew there was this fascination with it. And I matriculated through high school. My guidance counselor asked me what I wanted to do, and I told her I had no idea. I just love having these parties. And she said, well, that's something called hospitality. I said, okay, this is pre-internet days. So I yeah. would spend, yeah, this, I would spend my weekends going to the library and looking for colleges that had hospitality programs. And there was something called an HBCU. I said, what is that? And I saw it was historically black colleges and universities. And I grew up in the state of New York. And to this day, there are no HBCUs in New York State. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. And what popped up was Howard University. And Howard University in Washington, D.C. was a top-rated HBCU, and they had a big hospitality program. Literally, I applied in my 10th grade year, got accepted in my junior year of high school. My first year coming to the area, my parents thought I was crazy because none of my brothers and sisters had left home. But I said, Mom, I'm definitely going. So got through all of the drama of you can't do this till she's doing this. And I was able to intern at the university's hotel and that was called the Howard Inn. And guess what my job was? I'm guessing something to do with coffee. <laughs> it literally was to serve the president and the deans of the university coffee. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. 
So I knew I thought I was having out-of-body experiences every time I did it. I just could not believe it. I had never seen the finest china, finest sterling silver in my life. And I knew that destiny had put me in the right place. So that's why the story is, is I makes me smile every time because I don't remember a time where I, my life was without coffee. And so getting after school, getting married, having children, I always had a regular corporate job, but I maintained a side hustle of catering and coffee was part of that. And that took me up until 2020 when I received a phone call from my employer I had a government job to say that my job was abolished. And I said, thank you, because I knew my destiny had brought me to this place and had been waiting for me to completely walk into it. So that is how Sunday morning, that day in 2020, Sunday morning was birthed because I've been carrying it all of this time. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's amazing. It really does sound like it chose you. Is there a special meaning behind the name Sunday Morning Coffee, or how did you come up with that? Yeah, it is, Carolyn, because every time I thought throughout the years of traveling to different coffee bean farms and to roasters and cafes, the one day that I found was amazing. The hour was always on a Sunday morning. It just felt like the sun was always shining, the temperature was just right, life was kind of like slowed down a little bit, and that in that hour of a Sunday morning, it just felt like everything is in alignment. And that is the experience that I want all of our customers to have, that anytime you're drinking a cup of our coffee, whether it's for five seconds or five hours, you were experiencing a Sunday morning. There's a name. I like that. That's And Sunday morning, I think everyone enjoys Sunday morning. So I do. I agree. I like that a lot. I know the coffee industry is obviously a, a tough a tough place to stand out. What exactly would you say the culture of the coffee experience is and like how were you able to help your company stand out? Well, it's an extremely competitive industry, and it has been dominated by the giants that, that's been doing it for, for decades. And so where we differentiate ourselves is a couple of areas. One, as a woman-owned coffee company, is a huge differentiator, and then a black woman-owned coffee company is even more of a differentiator. So we use that to introduce ourselves to the world. Behind that, though, we have an outstanding product. Um, Coffee is one of the few things people will drink bad intentionally. It just is. (laughs) You'll hear it all the time. People's like, oh, the coffee is really bad here, but they continue to drink it. And that is where we are masterful in getting the message out, your coffee does not have to be bad. Our coffee is smooth, highly aromatic. It's unbelievably mouth-watering. It's supposed to be easy. And for some people, they drink coffee to amp them up to get the caffeine, but not everyone. Others drink it to relax them, to balance them. 
to help them through the day. So we are on a mission to educate communities about the power of coffee, the culture of coffee, and also the economic impact of coffee. So that's our innovative approach is, yes, we're in a very, very male-dominated industry. Coffee is a commodity that's been around for centuries. However, our approach to coffee is a curated personal experience. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a coffee drinker, but you're making me want to start. There it is. What, <laughs> you, so you mentioned male-dominated industry a few times. What's the biggest challenge you've seen? Obviously, being a woman and a black woman company helps you stand out, but there's many challenges as well. What would you say like what is one of the biggest challenges that you've faced and, and how have you been able to overcome it as you started your company? Um, one of the largest challenges we experience is that we face companies that have multi-year contracts with existing coffee companies. These I'm talking about 10, 20, 30-year contracts. So it's very challenging getting into an an organization that has a 30-year contract with their coffee. And so with that, those challenges, what we've done is we, again, use our ingenuity to find a different way to introduce our coffee, such as with hotels. If they have a 25-year contract with one of the bigger brands, we'll ask for your special events. Could you uh, feature our coffee at a special event. And it's using that type of out of the box thinking that doesn't allow them to violate their existing relationships and allows them the flexibility to provide another option. Very smart, yeah, that makes sense. Do you do most of your selling then to other businesses or is it more individuals or myths? We started out mostly B2C, but within the last two years, we have definitely grown to B2B. Most of our clients are bigger corporate clients where we are selling our coffee to them for their employees. Um, That's a huge honor for us because those employees are, are coming to work every day. Those employees have families, they have communities, they have circles. So our coffees have gotten out areas that we've never ever marketed or targeted. So with that, we in effect remain a mix of B2B and B2C. And we love making sure that we're, again, we're a curated personalized coffee experience. So we want to ensure that every individual, you have that experience of saying, this coffee was brewed, this coffee was roasted, just for me. And big business allows us to do that. That's great. I'm sure many of our listeners will be will be checking out and, and tasting your coffee after this interview. But I guess it sounds like you were always an entrepreneur since the beginning. Um, what advice would you give to maybe some of our listeners who are either thinking about starting out their journey as an entrepreneur or in the early stages of it? Just maybe one or two pieces of advice that you would give them. Thank you, Caroline, for asking that question because I love that question, uh, especially for women because I'm very strong in women empowerment. An entrepreneur is a calling. It is because when you have it, it doesn't leave you. No matter what you do, it never leaves you alone. 
And so Mm -hmm. I encourage those that have heard those whisperings, maybe you should try this, try it. Part of the formula of a successful entrepreneur is you must have several failures. You have to have that. It's a requirement. So I, I really want to get that message out there that when you go out and you try something and it didn't work, that's part of the winning formula. Embrace that loss. Embrace that failure because that sets you up for the next one. You're going in smarter at the next attempt, and you need that failure. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to get your footing underneath you because there's so many steps and dynamics being an entrepreneur. So to please embrace the challenge of trying out a business idea and leverage the failure because it takes you to the next level. That's the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice is do not allow anyone to stop you from your vision. There's a reason you were given the vision, anyone else. Stick to your truth. Be open for wisdom from those that have already done it. Try not to seek guidance from those who've not taken chances. Be open for wisdom, but don't stray away from the vision. I think that's a great note to end on is embracing the failures and not letting anyone get in your way. I think as women, we have to be reminded of that often. Sometimes failures, we take a little bit too much to heart. So I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with our listeners and and myself today. Uh, I think everyone is inspired and now we'll be trying some of the Sunday morning coffee very shortly, but we really appreciate you taking the time, Savannah, to talk with us. Absolutely. I encourage everyone, please go to our website, sundaymorningroast.com. You will find our amazing 14 blends available. You can also find us on Amazon. Uh, You could go to staples.com, walmart.com. And if you're in the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you can find us at Wegmans in Washington, D.C. and in Tyson's Corner. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.